Welcome in lacrosse fans to the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. My guest today is assistant coach and defensive coordinator, Sean Doyle. Coach, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Great. Great. Had a great weekend. I appreciate you having me on, Tim. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely talk about the Vermont game here. But the, the first question, you know, that I ask every guest is, is how did you start playing lacrosse? Yeah, so I, I grew up in Maryland, obviously, you know, pretty big hotbed for lacrosse and uh, always was a football family. And we started picking up lacrosse around second grade. And after that, just kind of uh, wrote it out between football and lacrosse throughout all of youth and then into high school. But yeah, pretty much that Maryland background, you, you, you end up finding lacrosse field pretty quickly there. Sure. You know, definitely a, a hotbed. A lot of great uh, players have come out of that Maryland area. Talk about, you know, your high school playing experience. What was it? What was it like then, you know, versus maybe now or, or has? No, I mean, it, it's crazy to just see how how much the game's grown. I mean, obviously being out here in Utah and seeing it firsthand. But, you know, in high school, we, we always just felt like, you know, hey, Maryland had the best across. You know, we were the best team around and everything like that. And I had to math the high school where. You know, a lot, lot of, you know, top tier talent, both in football and lacrosse, you know, playing with guys, you know, that play and at the next level and even in the pros now. So got to really see a lot of talent throughout there. But then, you know, realizing it going into college and then now just, you know, there's talent all over the country and it's no longer just, a, you know, East Coast sport or Maryland sport, New York sport. It's, it's really throughout, you know, both the Midwest and the West as well. Absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously we love having the, the division one Utah Utes out here and, you know, hoping that hoping one day we're not the furthest West. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and, and exactly. Who knows, who knows when that will be. Uh, DeMatha though, if, if I, if I'm right, that's where Paul Rabel went, correct? Yes. Yes, it did. Outside of yourself and Paul Rabel, clearly the two most famous <laughs> yeah. DeMatha alumni who, who else would be some recognizable household names from DeMatha? On the lacrosse spectrum or just in sports in uh, general? Yeah, either one. Either I one. mean, lacrosse, Pat Harmonson, who played at the University of Virginia or at Virginia and then is playing in the PLL now. He, he made a big name there. And, and then Grayson Train and Johnny Surtick, both guys that went on to play in the PLL. And then with football, I mean, played with plenty of guys that are in the pros now. Same with basketball. So there's there's plenty of names. It's kind of hard to just pick out one or two names in those in those areas. Sure, and and then talk about you know after after your your high school playing experience. Did did you want to play college lacrosse, or was it kind of just something that came to you? Yeah, I after my after my sophomore year in high school, I really you know felt just the culture of lacrosse and, you know, the guys I had around me in high school really kind of pushed me towards wanting to play lacrosse at the next level. I felt like, you know, with my, with my size and everything like that, it was probably not going to be the division one football route as much. So junior year, I actually didn't play football, stuck with lacrosse. And that's when I just fully committed it, committed, to, you know, trying to play at that next level at the highest point. So end up getting recruited, obviously, you know, to Robert Morris with, you know, by Coach McMahon. And, and then, yes, yeah, senior year, I ended up, you know, finishing out both playing both football and lacrosse before graduating there. So while you're at Robert Morris, talk about your experience there. You know, kind of we know uh, a lot about what Robert Morris has to offer. First, just from playing in the last couple of years and obviously with yourself and, and Jimmy Perkins and Coach McMahon coming, you know, it, it's known for sort of that run and gun style, everyone upfield type stuff. But 
when you were there, what, what were some of your favorite memories? What were some of maybe your favorite games or, or situations that, that you were in there? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, like just, just getting recruited and I, I did get recruited by Coach McMahon directly, you know, going there and realizing the culture that they had and something that Coach McMahon had obviously built was something that I wanted to be a part of right away. I mean, they're very strong Canadian background and Again, just kind of having guys from all over and very similar to what we have here at Utah now. It wasn't just, you know, coming from Maryland, it wasn't just 20 or 30 guys, you know, from Maryland and New York on a team. You know, we had guys from the Midwest and everything like that. And, you know, really just starting something new um, there. And then, you know, with the playing style as well, being a midfielder, more of a two-way guy and knowing that going into college, I mean, there's, there's really not a better style of play that Coach McMahon can kind of push along in the transition game. So as soon as I saw that right away, I kind of knew that was that was a spot for me there. Sure. And, and you played there for, you know, all four seasons, helping the, the Colonials to, you know, continue to improve their stock, as you would, as you could say, each year. What 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 memories stand out to you as you think about your playing time there? Yeah, I mean, you know, Biggest thing is definitely, you know, senior year, Coach Perkins, Jimmy Perkins and I walked away, you know, walked away from that field. Obviously, Jimmy had a couple more playing days, but we walked away, you know, with the NEC championship, which, you know, had been the first in the Robert Morris program at the time. And, you know, throughout those four years, just really built a lot of good memories, both on and off the field. But I'd say, you know, freshman year was not an easy year and had to clean up a lot of things. And it was it was pretty amazing just seeing where we went from freshman year to senior year. But Definitely holding that that conference championship trophy and competing in the NCAA tournament against University of Maryland, and that will always stand out and be a good memory of mine. Sure. And then you know, talk about after college, you you graduate, you go and be a defensive coordinator at VMI, and then and then come back to Robert Morris to coach. What what kind of keeps you in coaching? What kind of you know lights that fire to to continue to coach? Yeah, I mean, you know, my parents, even grandparents, all kind of had you know coaching backgrounds, nothing, you know, beyond high school level, but I had always kind of thought of it while playing. And then, you know, after kind of riding that high horse there at the end of senior year, I was like, there's no way I, I can leave the game just like that. Kind of waited the summer out to see if there were any options and got in touch with Coach Bersner, who was at the time the head coach at Virginia Military Institute. So ended up getting in communication with him and, you know, jumped on his staff and helped with the defense right away. And, you know, got to learn a lot in a short amount of time with Virginia military at the Virginia military Institute. So it was, it was a good learning experience in a short amount of time. And then, you know, coach, did, did you approach coach McMinn to come back or did he reach out to you and say, Hey, I need some help on the defensive end. How did that? Yeah. He, he actually reached out to me throughout the summer there. They were, they were about to go through a coaching change and we, I, I'd still obviously I kept in touch with him and had seen him a lot throughout the recruiting. So, you know, knew that, that, that has, that had become a, you know, a pretty big passion of mine. And, you know, once he reached out, you know, there was no, there was no hesitation of being able to go back to Pittsburgh and work under him and really get to learn more and learn, you know, kind of what he has done, you know, just in, in the, in the time at Robert Morris and how, you know, it can help me develop, you know, in my own coaching career as well. Absolutely. And so you get that opportunity to go and coach at Robert Morris for two seasons with coach McMahon. Talk about sort of what happened last summer. I, I guess my main question is, I'm, I'm assuming Coach McMahon came to you and said, hey, I'm going to apply for the Utah job. 
and and if I get it, you're coming with me, right? Is that sort of how it went down? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he definitely, you know, checked in with me. We had kind of talked about it and joked about it for a little bit, like, hey, what if? And then all of a sudden we were like actually having real conversations about it. And, you know, he, I mean, just a lot of respect towards him and, you know, checking with me to see if that's something that we want to do together. And, you know, with, you know, just kind of goes to say, you know, the kind of person he is that he wanted me involved and he wanted, you know, to be a uniform decision if that was something that, you know, would be likely to happen. And, you know, to think that everything happened within <laughs> like three weeks after having that conversation was pretty crazy. But we we were so excited about it. We couldn't get out of here quick enough. And had you been to Utah before? Obviously, you came with Robert Morris, you know, last April. But outside of that, had you been to Utah before? Uh, recruit, I recruited out here once in mix of a uh, trip to see Jimmy Perkins while he was playing out. Mm. Okay. And so what, what are some of the, you know, first observations that you had coming to Salt Lake, you know, obviously spending lots of time here. What were some of the things that kind of stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, when I come out here on the recruiting trip, I mean, even in the summertime, it was, you know, a little bit hotter than it it is right now, but just absolutely beautiful. I mean, just being in the, in the mountains here and also just having the city, you know, as, as if, you know, there weren't mountains around, there weren't anything to do. You still have everything you can do, you know, within the city and then to have that outdoor experience. I mean, it, it was pretty crazy. Just the stories really Jimmy Perkins had told me, you know, throughout the time he was here. And, you know, as soon as I got, I drove across the country as soon as we kind of got the job and right away, I'm like, this is the place I want to be. I mean, obviously remembering or having some memory of it, but it was pretty impressive, you know, actually getting out of here and now living out here of what Utah has to offer. And, and I mean, coach, you've only, you know, really seen the fall and, and mainly the winter. And so in my opinion, the best months are still ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> once I, once I can start running around again too, that'll be great. Coach McDermott has definitely uh, given me some insight. He's, he's a pretty outdoorsy uh, mm-hmm. guy with the mountain biking and hiking and everything like that. So I'm already, you know, looking into buying some of these, these new toys that I can go enjoy the outdoors with. Sure. You know, lots of, lots of work though to do in between now and then coaches, you know, we talk about this current team, you, you get on campus those first couple of days, you know, you meet the guys who, who are some of the guys that, that stood out? I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean, jo- Joey Boylston, Sammy Kimbeer. I mean, those guys reached out to me right away. Ruben Santana as well, just kind of being on the defensive side of the ball. You know, they reach out to me just showing, you know, the excitement and, but you know, kind of, and I had this conversation with you, Tim, you know, early on, you know, never, never really knowing what you're going to get when you're walking into a new program and, you know, walking in day one, I was just amazed with, you know, just like the type of people, the group of kids and just the maturity level um, from each and every one of them. I mean, even the freshmen meeting up day one, you know, having uh, great conversations with them. It was pretty impressive to see, you know, from top down, just how great, great of a group the kids were. Sure. And, and as we progress, you know, we're, we're two games into the season, obviously the, the, the one goal lost to Denver to open the season. And then last weekend, you know, going to Vermont, it's the further, you know, we're obviously the furthest West program. I saw on Twitter that they're the northernmost program yeah. and you guys are actually going to go to the southern most program in Jacksonville, but we'll get to that another time. But, you know, talk about what you've seen out of these, these, this group in the last, in the last two games. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the resiliency and really the buy-in, I mean, 
you know, we, we wanted to push a lot of transition and, you know, we knew they had done that in the past and, you know, for them to completely buy into that the past two games of, you know, pushing the pace and really, you know, like with the defensive side of the ball, I mean, having, we want to try to get more poles in transition and you can see right away, those guys have bought into it. I mean, between, you know, Sammy, Ryland, Colby Plotts, you know, getting involved early and often, you know, that's what we like to see, obviously, from the schematic standpoint, but, you know, and also just to buy into the culture of things of, you know, we don't really, you know, put value into our opponents here. And, you know, we're just going out and playing 60 minutes, just like we do every single practice. And we, when we've, you know, only obviously I've had two games to show it, but, you know, those guys are flying around from the first whistle to the last whistle. I can tell you that's the same exact thing we do each and every day at practice. It is. You know, I've had the opportunity to come up to a bunch of scrimmages every Friday. You guys would scrimmage and or I guess Saturday either way, you know, but just a great time coming out and watching the guys fly around. You know, as they say, let's look forward. We, we have a bye week this week and then, you know, a bunch of road games, including one against Georgetown, who's, a, you know, obviously a formidable opponent. What's sort of the message heading into these, you know, this next couple of these next couple of games? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously take the games one at a time here. I think this week is good, you know, to kind of recalibrate after the first games and, you know, have some fun with the team building activities and everything like that this week. And then, you know, take the weekend off and then just, you know, be geared towards that next game and just making sure we're playing at a very high level. There's obviously, you know, we had success this weekend, but there's a lot of things to clean up and we just want to make sure we're continuing to trend in the right direction. So, you know, not getting too focused on, you know, conference play or anything like that or any of these away games and, you know, really just focus on that next week and how we can be a better team and improve ourselves day by day before that next outside competition. That next game will be Marquette. Have, have you been to Marquette before? Have you, have you played them? Yeah, yeah. Play, played them plenty of times. You know, when Coach Amplo was there, I was a player. And now uh, played played against Stimmel, our coach Stimmel, a couple or two years ago, right before COVID hit. So have had some good run-ins with them over the years, and you know, looking forward to get back get back out there again, and you know, putting them to the test. And as we look, you know, ahead a little bit after the season ends, obviously you hit the recruiting trail pretty hard. What what is it that you look for in a player? You know, a, a kid that's either you know, is it is it you know, do you put a lot of stock in size? Do you put a lot of stock in stick skills and IQ? You know, obviously the, the answer is in all three, but, you know, yeah. what exactly are you looking for uh, when you're going to hit the recruiting show this summer? Yeah, I think the two key areas are just athleticism and stick work. And, you know, it's easy to just say, oh, let's find the most athletic guy. But, you know, the stick the stick skills are where it really comes into play, you know, to, to play at, you know, the University of Utah and play the style that we want to have. So that's what we look at right away. Try to find the best hands in the country is what we always say. And, you know, between that and then obviously the athleticism in the midfielders and especially with our defense and just finding, you know, the, they don't have to be the biggest guys, you know, but they, we want to make sure they're, they're the athletic and the most athletic guys that can run with, you know, any attackman in the country. And and then as we, you know, kind of like think, think long-term, where do you see, you know, Utah lacrosse in the next two, three years? Oh, I mean, I, the sky's the limit. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, if we if we didn't think that there we, we wouldn't have come out here. Right. I mean, there's just you know so much potential out here with being a, a power five school, like you said, the furthest out west and just everything it has to offer here. And now being in a conference where we can compete for a conference championship and get an uh, automatic bid into the tournament. That's something that's very exciting. And I think, 
you know, further down the road, you know, hopefully this year and, and many, or even the next two, you know, we're not just talking about a conference championship, you know, we're talking about final four and national championship. So that's something that is definitely, you know, I, I would say hopefully coming in the near future, you know, for this program. Absolutely. I, I think we covered the lacrosse portion pretty well. A uh, couple other questions for you sort of relating off the field. I believe that you you and, and Coach McMahon went down to the Pac-12 championship game in Vegas and then also the Rose Bowl. Is that right? Yes. Yes, we did. Tell, tell us about that experience. Had you been to, you know, a big setting like that before and, and, and what, were, what were your takeaways? Yeah, I had been to a couple, you know, Division One football games, you know, back east and everything like that. But I mean, even our home games, not even the Pac-12 championship, but just even our home games here at Race Eccles is absolutely incredible. I mean, it, it is really, it's crazy to think that we can go to each and every one of those games. And uh, the Pac-12 championship game, obviously, was an awesome game as long and Rose Bowl was probably the best game of the year, um, if not maybe ever in Rose Bowl history. So, you know, being there and just knowing that, you know, A, it's the University of Utah, you know, that's our school, and B, just seeing the community uh, supporting, you know, that program, really all the sports here. I mean, it shows, you know, not having a professional, that's what I've told family back home, not having a professional, you know, football team out here, you know, all eyes are on, you know, the University of Utah and BYU. So, you know, to see that uh, firsthand and being able to now be a fan of it is pretty exciting. What what are some of the things that, uh, you know, kind of make you tick or, or you find inspiration? Is it podcasts? Is it books? What are what are some of the things that you're you're going towards for, you know, motivation and those kind of things? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, I, I would say probably a couple books and a lot more of podcasts. I'm actually reading a John Wooden book right now that coach always puts, puts us so I can read those on the road, but that's probably, that's probably where I stick towards the most. And then I always have my dad in my ear helping me motivate me as well. Whenever he, whenever I get on the phone with him. How, how often are you talking to your dad? Oh, every day, every other day. He, if he could, he'd watch every practice on film. So it's good. Uh, it's good, you know, checking in with him and letting know, letting him know how the guys are doing and, you know, keeping them updated with the scouting reports and everything like that. So I probably hear from him after games what I did wrong more than anything else. You know, he's probably uh, – him and Coach McMinn are probably the only two that can. So I, I yeah, sort of that's expect right. that. <laughs> that's right. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Coach. And anything else you want to talk about? Anything else? You want no, to no. I, I just I appreciate you having me on, Tim. And you know, we're we're excited to uh, you know continue. You know, hopefully keep trending in the right direction, like we said earlier after a good week this past Saturday. So, um, looking forward to uh, you know continuing to stay in touch with you. And I really appreciate you know just all the support that you know you've given us as well as the community here in Salt Lake City and beyond. Well, we're glad we're glad you're here, Coach, and you know we're obviously excited about uh, what we've seen so far. So, next game, February 26th at Marquette, that starts at noon Mountain Time. Stay tuned to UtahUtes.com to get live stats and a hopefully a, a live stream. You never know these days, Coach. You know some games are easy to find, some are just <laughs> extremely hard to find. So, it's kind of a game day uh, decision here for the fans to see what's going to be live stream and what isn't. Yeah, I hear you. I got to scramble on the internet to try to find it. That's right. That's all part of the fun, though. (laughs) Thanks again, though, Coach. We appreciate it, and go Utes. Thanks, Tim. Go Utes.